Hello, everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday at Bethlehem, a podcast created to go beyond the Sunday service experience at Bethlehem Church, exploring some of the deeper questions of our faith, offering additional content from behind the scenes from the cutting room floor. Thanks so much for joining us. I'm Angela Buckland, and as always, I am beyond excited to host today's episode. Hello, friends. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Sunday. This episode is a little different, and it is inspired by a text that we received, that I received from a friend of mine, and we it, it jogged a conversation in our discipleship team, and we had to just stop and turn the the uh, start recording it and and uh, turn the audio on. We got the mics up, and so we just wanted you to hear something that we felt was really pertinent, especially as we are in a teaching series, in the middle of a teaching series called Chasing Peace, and it's all about living in the gap between what we thought life would be and what life actually is. And so the discipleship team, uh, we just wanted to let you be a part of this conversation that we had regarding this text because we felt like it was something that everyone deals with, dealing with disappointment when you're in the middle. Uh, Maybe some of you have made Um, some faith commitments, you've done something big, you've made, stepped out in obedience, and it just didn't turn out like you thought. Well, we've got this conversation for you. We hope it blesses you. So tune in. Okay, so we've got the mics on. We want to talk about this text. I want to read you guys this text that I got um, just the other day from a really dear friend of mine. I thought it was pertinent. Uh, and, and I just want to share this with you guys. If you could be praying for me, I'd really appreciate that. I've been having a little trouble keeping up with my Because Initiative pledge, and it's been causing me some doubt and discouragement since I guess I was expecting some kind of miraculous blessing for giving. I'm embarrassed to be resentful about it, too, since I'd been so enthusiastic at first. So the reason I'm bringing this up, we're in the middle of this teaching series, Chasing Peace. And Pastor Jason's been talking about all about, so good, living in the gap between where we thought life would be, where maybe God, where we want to be, or where we thought God would take us, and then what life actually is. So exactly where Joseph found himself several different, a couple different times in the story. Yeah. Um, I go, first of all, to, I don't go to the beginning. I go to when he's in jail um, after the incident with Potiphar's wife, that he was wrongly accused of something. and. Mm-hmm. It, and he had been put in a position that he wasn't excited about anyways, um, and not by his choice, sold into slavery by his brothers and was working his way back up. And then he got slammed down again. Yeah. Um, but I think the text, I think the question is super relevant Yeah. because I think there's probably a lot of people, not just in our church, but just in general, who feel disappointment sometimes where they, they feel God told them to do something Yep. and they go do it. And then it doesn't, it's not turning out the way they thought it should turn out or there's disappointment in that. So how do we, yeah. how do we help people that and with that? And I, I think, you know, a bigger question is how do we, I think we're all, we've all been there and Absolutely. lived there from time to time. What do we say to them? But what does God say to us? Yeah. Too? Cause I think we've all dealt with that feeling. Obviously we've all dealt with that feeling of like, Hey, I feel like I'm doing all the right things, quote unquote, but I, I'm not. I'm not where I want to be, or I, I feel like I'm not where I should be. Well, and then so just to carry the, the thought a little further, in the social media world, we don't highlight the the disappointment. We don't highlight the questions that we have 
what we see is I made this commitment. If we use because I made this commitment and then God gave me a whole new job where he provided all this stuff. And those stories are out there and they're great and we celebrate them. But a lot of times there's the other side of that. We don't ever, we don't, we don't hear. Um, so I guess my, my first thought response to that question is that we, we have to trust. Um, it's, it's exercising faith that, yeah. that God is at work, even when we don't see him. Um, and it, it's, it may be something that we're going to look at later where we go, wow, look what God did, even when it was so hard. Like I was so clear on it, and then it got really difficult. But now that I've, I've followed all the way through, look what God did. And so initially, when I, when I hear you read that question, I yeah. think about my grandmother. She passed away in her mid-90s a few years ago. Um, and when she was in her 80s, I was at her house, and I was a grown adult, and um, even though she didn't talk to me as, as I was. But I can remember growing up in her house, looking around and thinking they had so much, like like it was this ginormous house and hmm. it was cool and it just had lots of hallways. And as I got older and went back to visit, it was not a, a big house at all. It was tiny. Wow. Um, and it was so small, but they she made it feel so big because she always talked about how blessed they were. Wow. And so in in when she was in her eighties, I asked her a question like, why why do you feel so blessed? Because I'm looking around the house going, this is a really small place. Hmm. And she said, well, Kevy, because that's what she called Kevy. me. She's the only one allowed Kevy. to call me that. <laughs> Not anymore. And we are in a discipleship team meeting. So if any of you guys call me that, we're going to have to work on your review. You heard it here. <laughs> Kevy. She said, Kevy, the reason God has blessed us is because we always tried to stay obedient. And so this is an wow. 85-year-old looking back at all yeah. the things that God had led them to do. And hmm. just what she communicated to me my whole life was that God had blessed them over and over and over. And I could just see it. And it wasn't in their possessions. It was just in their walk hmm. with God. And so that obedience makes a huge difference. So we stay obedient because God is going to use it. Mm -hmm. I would wonder what her expectations were too, you know. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that too. Through her faithfulness, like what on the other side was her expectations of how this would all play out as far as, Mm -hmm. you know, um, the, maybe the material blessing and our mind goes to that, of course, because that's a lot Mm -hmm. of what we see when we, you know, when we're scrolling through a feed on social media or we get this idea in our head, we build expectations all the time, whether that's yeah. about our finances or our, or our family, you know, and that's a, marriage. that's a product of the culture that we're in. I mean, mm-hmm. that's where our culture is obsessed with that. Yeah. And we, I mean, we set them up in our mind as the place that, uh, they really, that our life is going to take us to, or God's going to take us to. Mm-hmm. And then, um, when we, when we fall short of that expectation, you know, that's when frustration like enters in the picture, like, uh, I did my part, um, and now where's the, where's the result? Yeah, know? why isn't God doing his part, which is the question we don't like, we wouldn't ask it out loud maybe, but we yeah. could. We could ask God that. Yeah. He can handle our questions. Well, and sure. that's, that's why I love this text so much, and that's why we're, you know, we're talking about it is because, one, I appreciated the honesty from this friend that yeah. they felt safe or, you know, felt like they could come and bring this to, to me and, mm-hmm. and say, hey, you know, here's what I'm struggling with. Mm-hmm. And this is something that we've all struggled with. Oh, we've yeah. all asked Absolutely. this question. Yeah. And yeah. so just the fact that, you know, this person was honest and vulnerable enough to kind of admit mm-hmm. that, it was really oh, refreshing. Yeah. As a staff, we do see a lot of really cool stories. We get to hear a lot of cool stories about what God has done, um, mm-hmm. you know, on the other side of some, some difficult things. So we get to see a lot of cool stories and hear a lot of cool stories, but it's also really cool to be a part of the messy middle, you know, that, Mm -hmm. that, uh, and, and kind of while God is working and it may not always be apparent, but we get to see that too. Yeah. Because the messy is a cool story too. Yeah. 
Um, because I think we, we, we've created, at least in the United States, a culture that it's kind of like the Cinderella piece, you know, and it reminds me of like, as little girls, when they're growing up, they want to have this the beautiful wedding. And we talk about, and, and nobody thinks about, there's going to be struggles. There's going to be hard times when you get married. There's, uh, you know, all these different things that mm-hmm. components that are added in that can be viewed as negative, but it's a refining process mm-hmm. that makes our marriage stronger. Um, I think of that when we were having this conversation, cause we view that as our relationship with God. So like, like uh, whether it's the because initiative or if it's something else, we, we, you, you mentioned Aaron about expectations is that we do set these unspoken expectations on mm-hmm. God. It was like, well, cause we look at it almost like a mathematical strategy. Like if I do this, then God's going to do this. And it's almost like, <laughs> you know, it's automatic. We don't and say them. We just it, right, yeah. right. It's unspoken, and yeah. and so when it doesn't happen, we're like, man, I'm doing all this, but God didn't do this. So like, it's like this thing that God has God has been so much in the the refining process of my life, rather than on the mountaintop. So the yeah. refining is in the dark valleys of my life where I don't feel the presence always. Uh, I don't feel the presence of God always. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and the high top is like. To be honest, you may not feel it up there, but you don't feel like you need the presence of God if we're human yeah. and we're honest about yeah. it, right? Yeah. But it's in that refining process that you continue. And I think, Kevin, your grandmother would would say if she was here that she continued to rely on God even through the hard times, and that's why she was able mm-hmm. to celebrate in the good times. And so I just think it's important. And I can, um, I can personally relate to that text yeah. because I had some... Um, you know, I when we, Rebecca and I made our uh, our uh, commitment to the initiative, um, right after that, I had a uh, it was uh, unplanned, mm-hmm. uh, like a, a I get what can you say? It was like I, I received no warning, and I got a mortgage payment or bill that was almost exactly uh, the amount that I gave oh, uh, wow. extra. Wow. That I was going to have to pay every month, yeah, because of something uh, got filed wrong or inappropriately, whatever. Well, I just started praying. I was like, "Okay, God, here we go," yeah. right? Because yeah. I was <laughs> I was kind of looking for that, yeah. But that that comes from somebody maybe that is that go through season trials and stuff, and you kind of like, okay, I know if I do something good for God, that troubles mm-hmm. are going to come. Mm-hmm. But is that a negative expectation? Should we expect that? I don't know. Yeah. Well, and I think we get so focused on like, okay, if I do this and Shane, I, you, I think you may have created a new word. I think you said mathematical, he which did. I, I actually think <laughs> that's that that's magical. <laughs> the mathematical formula. I actually think <laughs> we think that if we have this formula and we, we do X and then God does his magic and does this thing that we will get something. We have this expectation yeah. of what we're going to get out of it. But God is more interested in transforming us and doing a work in us and making us more like Christ, which is not something that we we think about. Our our mm-hmm. brains don't go there. We think about, oh, if I'm obedient, if I do this, then I'll get this. But yeah. God's like, no, I'm I'm way more interested and way more focused on who you're becoming mm-hmm. and are you becoming more like Jesus. Mm-hmm. So yeah, and so I think transformation is the like goal. He shows us when we make these commitments and like those are moments of light. And- yeah. And so we make these commitments and we take these steps of obedience in moments of light. And then the, we get surrounded by darkness and 
we've heard this before, but we we forget in the dark what God showed us in the light. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. And so when we have those texts that come in like this and we all identify it with with, identify with it because we've been through that kind of disappointment maybe isn't the right word. It's a short term disappointment because we know that God is going to be faithful, Mm -hmm. but we cannot forget in the dark what God showed us in the light, Mm -hmm. which is which is exactly what happened in the Exodus when when Moses is leading the Israelites. They they had this moment that, hey, we're free, and they're they're headed out. And then all those 40 years of wandering, they would forget in the dark what God showed them in the light. Yeah. And it took a generation to get out of it. Um, so, again, what do we say to this, to someone like this, this person who sent this text in is, is we're going to stay faithful. Yeah. We're going to stay obedient. We're not going to – is it Jason that's doing in his series right now the question of not asking why me, yeah, but, God, but what now? Yeah. What now? Um, and yeah. the what now is – God, because of your promises and your word, I'm going to stay faithful to you. I'm mm-hmm. going to stay obedient. I'm going to keep doing what you told me to do when it was light, even yeah. though it feels like it's dark right now, and trust that you are working. Yeah. The scriptures are like really our mentor because we see so many examples of that. You know, you, I mean, you know, talking about Moses and the Israelites, you know, I even think of the New Testament example of John the Baptist. Hmm. Um, John the Baptist, who was, like Jesus said, he's the greatest, and, um, and he's in prison. Yeah. You know, yes, he does. He's not seeing the light right now. Um, and he sends his disciples to go talk to Jesus and say, hey, are you the one or should we wait for another? Yeah. Basically, yeah. In in prison, he's asking this question. And, you know, Jesus sends word back, you know, just tell him, you know, the the lame receive their healing. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, and and look at at the fruit of the ministry. Um, and so, you know, even these, these characters that we see in the Bible, I mean, they have these same questions. They have these same expectations because they're human. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm not saying write our story into every character's story, but I'm saying that there is a, uh, there's a, there's a kingdom dynamic that's happening in the scripture. Yeah. And it is, we set our expectations a lot of times and, uh, and, and, you know, they might not be God's expectations. God may be working on our soul. That's right. right. And God's telling us, Hey, continue to press on when your expectations are not being met through disappointment, continue to walk forward. And Jesus goes on down in that scripture to say, Hey, uh, the kingdom of heaven, the, the, the violent people are, are taking the kingdom of heaven. They take it by force, you know, Mm -hmm. and the whole idea of just taking the next step, even when it doesn't seem like you can take the next step, just taking Mm -hmm. the next step. And God's going to meet us there. You know, that's good. You know, Aaron, I love that John the Baptist, um, uh, part in the Bible that um, talks about the, um, that Jesus uh, sends word back to him. And I love the verse that Jesus said right after that is that blessed is the man who doesn't fall away yeah. on account of me. Yes. And Erwin mm. uh, McManus in his book, The Barbarian Way, he expounds on that um, a little bit saying that like John the Baptist was a close follower of Jesus. And, mm-hmm. you know, he was, he was sort of uh, the the out of the box guy that really mm-hmm. fought for Jesus um, to the point where he was put in jail, yeah. um, and uh, so as Erwin as Erwin McManus put it, is that he stated that Jesus came back and when he made that comment in Scripture to say, "Blessed is the man who is not offended or does not yeah. fall away," depending on what uh, translation you read. Um, what Jesus was really saying, look, man, things great are happening. Like mm, out yes. here, there's great things happening. That's really good. But I'm not going to rescue you. Mm-hmm. You're going to stay mm-hmm. where you're at. But yeah. because of you and because of what I'm doing out here, think great things are happening. 
And that's hard stuff that nobody wants to hear. Yeah. It's like, oh, we think Jesus is going to rescue us. But Jesus says, no, no, I may not rescue you, but I'm going to do great things in my name because you kind of took one for the team. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. um, yeah. But I don't want to, but none of us want to be John the Baptist in prison and receive mm-hmm. that information. Right. Well, it's what yeah. Joseph said to his brothers when he said, you know, what, what you meant for evil, God meant for good. And so, Shane, I love that you use that scripture. Uh, Blessed is he who does not fall away uh, on account of me. Mm-hmm. Because I think sometimes we equate, we equate worldly success with God's blessings. That's just what we do. Mm-hmm. And that's not always the case. If that were the case, then Jesus wouldn't have had to endure the cross. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I mean, we, we, we think that it's, it's God's blessings, God's, you know, worldly success. It's all going to be butterflies and rainbows. And it's just not, Mm. I mean, we see that all throughout scripture. I don't like butterflies and rainbows. (laughs) I do too. I prefer them. I prefer butterflies and rainbows. No, I don't like them. Oh, you don't? Yeah. Why? (laughs) Butterfly and rainbows. (laughs) <laughs> okay rather have a candy bar and a piece of bubble that's gum. fine too whatever you can insert any of you know lollipops and balloons or whatever cotton candy and birthday presents that's, birthday cake can, you know that's a good question can you have joy in mm-hmm. disappointment yeah you know in times of suffering can you have <clears throat> can you remain joyful mm-hmm. you know is it can you can you still have this uh perspective about you and I think the answer is because of the Holy Spirit, you can. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you learn that, though. You learn that in that gap mm-hmm. of you know, what we thought life would be and what's really happening right now. Yeah. So whether it's in a because initiative and it's a financial thing that we're in this gap and we're saying, you know, we're asking this question of how do I deal with this? You can have joy in that because you can. The, the joy is in the fact that God is working. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I go, I go back to favorite Scripture of uh, Proverbs three, five, and six: I trust the Lord with all my heart, and not lean on my own understanding. But in all my ways, acknowledge Him, and He will direct my path. He He's faithful to direct my path mm-hmm. and lead me. Whether that's in financial, um, mm-hmm. a, a place of of uh, excess or a place of want. And Paul talked about that. Mm-hmm. I've had a lot. I've had a little, mm-hmm. um, but I'm still gonna I'm still gonna follow Christ. Mm-hmm. And and it's in those times of the gap that though that that we learn of God's faithfulness. We don't yeah. learn it like you talked about earlier, Shane. We don't learn it at the peaks. We learn it in the valleys. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's just the way we see throughout Scripture that Mm -hmm. the way God teaches us and grows us. I think it's important, too, to talk about seasons and how the Bible, I mean, all throughout Scripture, we see seasons. And there's a time to plant and a time to harvest. There's sowing. There's reaping. Um, And I think that that's important to recognize, hey, we might be in a season of sowing. And we may not see a bunch of fruit right now. But we may be sowing and planting, but Scripture promises us in Galatians 6, 9, that if we do not grow weary in doing good, we will reap a harvest mm-hmm. if we do not give up. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important, you know, um, Ecclesiastes says there's a time to plant and a time to harvest. And uh, weeping may endure for the night, but joy comes in the morning. And those hmm. who sow in tears will reap in joy. I mean, that mm-hmm. is, those are promises all throughout Scripture. Mm-hmm. So I think it's important to know that, too. Like recognize, hey, we may be in a plant in a planting mm-hmm. season, and we may not see the fruit right away. That's right, but it's coming. It's coming mm-hmm. because it's promised in Scripture. And, and we're like a microwave society, so oh, like we yes. want it now. So we want to see the the to like we don't only want to see the planting process, but we want to see it grow overnight. Yeah. we want to get the the produce. We want to see instant, the, the fruit, instant gratification, the next day. instant results. Right. Um, 
I also want to bring attention. I think we misuse in uh, Judges chapter six when it talks about a uh, really cool story about um, Gideon and and how God used Gideon and He sent angels to Gideon and and uh, with the Israelites and helping them. And um, when when Gideon, you know, we always use that phrase. Well, I'm gonna put a, I'm gonna lay a fleece out. I'm gonna lay a fleece out, and I feel like and old church. I think old church will understand like back years ago, like we would lay, we would say, I'm going to lay a fleece out to know if God wants me to do A or B and, you know, show me a sign. Cause that's what Gideon was asking. God was yeah. going to use Gideon. Right. And he said, I want to use you. And God was like, or Gideon was like, how do I know that you're here? Like, because you haven't shown up and you hadn't been with us. And that's what we feel a lot of times. Um, but so, he laid a fleece out, uh, and if it was wet, then we know God meant this. If it's dry, we know God meant this. But I feel like us as Christians, we we lay this fleece out, but it's more of negotiating. Hmm. And the word the word that that is different to me in the story of Gideon, and and I'll use me is that there was a desperation that Gideon was reaching out and like, God, I need you. And so when we cry out to God, there's something to be said about that, the desperation. It's not just to say, well, I'm not going to have the level of deep desperation. I'm just going to lay this fleece out and figure out if God really wants this or not. Well, God may not even be in your little negotiation process. But if we lay the fleece out and there's a desperation, uh, other words, there's like a skin in the game for us. I think it plays a huge part. Um, because even even Jesus himself prayed so hard that, you know, they, he sweat blood drops. So I just I just think there's a death. There has to be a desperation cry sometimes to God to say, I need you to work in this, and this is how hard I'm willing to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Without using the fleece as a negotiation, but say, I really need you to speak to me, and I'm not trusting in anything else but you. Mm-hmm. And Gideon's a great story. So that he he does he goes through that process. God says, Here's what I want you to do. And he ends up with 300 men, mm-hmm. um, right? He doesn't end up with, like, he, he goes through, yeah. he didn't have the army he thought he was going to have. Yeah. And and now he's got this little That's army, good. and God's, and he's, I can imagine he's going, okay, God, um, there's probably some <laughs> kind doubts of expected there. more than that. <laughs> yeah, so we go back to this to this original <laughs> yeah. text, this original question about causing some doubt, discouragement, since, you know, made this pledge, and things things are getting tough. And um, that, that happens throughout Scripture, but that's where God, again, reminds us yeah. that, I am here. The fishes and, and loaves. I, yep. I am working and you keep being obedient. Yeah. Um, and just going back to that text, the, the line of, of, you know, feeling embarrassed or being resentful about it mm-hmm. um, when they were so enthusiastic about it at first. Uh, I, I just want to encourage that person and yeah. encourage all of us because um, we've all been there that, that God is working. And yeah. so we just, we, what do we do when we're in that kind of, when we're in that kind of place, we keep staying obedient. Yep. Trust, yep. We keep yeah. trusting. We don't doubt in the dark what God showed us in the light, and we keep that's taking good. a step forward mm-hmm. in obedience, right? And okay. it's that's I I, I want to say that that's why Scripture, knowing Scripture, is so important yeah. in moments like this. That's why we memorize this stuff, yep. <laughs> um, so that in in the dark we know we can hang on to these promises, and we have these experiences with God that we build upon. <laughs> um, I, I was able to tell my friend when, when this, when they texted me and asked, you know, just shared this prayer request, I was, I was able to say, look, 
my husband and I went through a, a season like this where it was just disappointment after disappointment. It seemed like it felt like we went through that and it was about 10 years ago. And I, but God was so faithful and he brought us through that and we made it through and we're hmm. better because of it. And mm-hmm. our, you know, our, our faith is stronger, marriage stronger. So I, we're able to kind of see God on the other side of it. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so to be able to, to have that, that remembrance, that, that, that place of a, almost like a, like an altar or something that you build a, a stone of remembrance in the Bible, mm-hmm. um, to, to be able to say, Hey, look, God is faithful. Even if you're going through, you don't see it right now. He will be faithful again. Yeah, that's good. And and yeah. while you're in that dark spot, it's okay to ask. It's okay to go with God with all that pain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. And I, yes. for a long time in my life, God for whatever reason, yeah. I, yeah. I was afraid to do that. Yeah. Like when my dad died, it was a tragic um, death and it was just completely unexpected. And I was living in Florida and was driving back up to this area to, to see, you know, to prepare for a funeral. And that whole eight-hour drive from where we were living in Florida to here, um, I wrestled with God because I was afraid to ask questions of of the why mm-hmm. and and what are you doing and I'm angry and and I was afraid to go to God with that. It took it took an eight-hour drive for me to get comfortable and finally God whispered in my ear through His Word um, and through my wife just to say, "Hey, I can handle these questions. Yeah. You don't have to be afraid to ask. Yeah. Me. You don't have to yeah. be afraid to to be mad." You don't have to be afraid to express your anger to me. I can handle it. Yep. Um, but what it did is it just, it was a moment where I grew so close to God. I would never wish it on anybody. But in that moment of doubt and questions and going to God and asking him about it, it was, God was saying, hey, I'm right here. Yeah. Right. I'm, I'm with you and you can come to me with all this and you can trust me with it. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. Mm. Psalm 37, uh, I just want to encourage anybody that, um, that is, that is kind of in that season right now. Psalm 37 has just been a blessing to me. Commit your way to the Lord. This is uh, verse five, commit your way to the Lord, trust in him and he will act. And then jump down to verse 25 through 26. I, I have been young. This is David speaking. And now I'm old yet. I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously and his children become a blessing. So just hang in there. We, we are praying for you guys and just hang in there. If you're going through that tough spot, if you find yourself in the gap, if you find yourself in the messy middle, um, hang in there. God is faithful. He is faithful. He can be trusted. Um, so yeah, if you guys have any questions or uh, prayer requests, if we can be praying for you, uh, feel free to pray or send us an email to beyond Sunday at Bethlehemchurch.us. Um, and yeah, you guys have any final thoughts you want to add to that? Um, just think if we step back from the question and just saying how incredibly proud I am of someone that would just be that raw and that honest. Yep. Um, yep. And because here's the thing, what we would want that person to know is if we were to pass the microphone around or have somebody text in like, the thing is, is she's this person's not alone. Yeah, or she's not alone. Yeah, and yeah. and just, just just to say, um, you know, if 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 everybody could step forward in honesty, yeah, um, about where they are, uh, 
that would be an amazing thing. So yeah. for me, just proud to see yep. someone just step forward and say that and be honest about where they are. A hundred percent. And I felt the same way, Dustin. I felt that and and encouraged. And because if you've walked with long, Jesus long enough, you you're you've experienced that. Mm-hmm. Yep. So when we're in these moments like this and we start to say, God, are you there? And I thought this is what you wanted me to do. And now I'm having doubts. And we're encouraging everybody, hey, you stick it out because at some point you're going to be somebody's grandmother and you're going to look at them and say, hey. God has been faithful That's because right. I was obedient. And so I, I think about, you know, we go, it's hard now, but we're going to get to look back and go, look how faithful God was. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to be something that impacts our lives. It's going to impact generations to come. Yeah. I've experienced that firsthand. Yeah. yeah. That's good. It's good stuff. Well, thanks so much for listening and for tuning in to Beyond Sunday. We hope that that conversation was a blessing to you because we were blessed by the text that we received, by the by the honesty, the vulnerability, and uh, and we just we have these conversations and want you to be a part of them. So, uh, if you are fi- if you find yourself in that situation, if you find yourself in that messy middle, in the place where you're dealing with disappointment and you need some prayer, or just want to share your story, uh, please email us again at beyondsunday at bethlehemchurch.us. You can also ask for prayer on our prayer wall at prayer.bethlehemchurch.us. And we are here for you. We are praying for you. We are uh, here to encourage you and uh, and hope that this, this conversation blesses you, blesses your family for generations to come. Thanks so much for listening, and we'll see you next time.